Close your eyes and imagine a swan. Graceful, beautiful, calm, and basically the definition of peace, right? Wrong. 30 pounds, 4 feet tall with obnoxiously loud and hoarse squawks. Mute swans are the definition of destruction and violence. They have no problem displacing anything in its path. These swans eat up to 8 pounds of aquatic plants in one day by ripping up things from the floor of a body of water with its feet and simultaneously consuming everything also on the surface. They have a main diet of plants like grass and pond weeds and live on ponds, fresh and salt water, coastal lagoons, salt bays, wetlands, marshes, lakes, and park ponds. Their nest location is not determined by anything other than where the swan wants to settle down. They have a known history of displacing and attacking other waterfowl and animals if they are occupying a spot they want to get. There was actually an incident in Maryland where a family of swans forced some native lease terns and black skimmers out of the area by trampling their nests, eggs, and chicks. Besides harming native wildlife in their area, these swans don't show any mercy for the plant life and crops around them. While going around ripping things up to find food, they tend to leave tons behind to go to waste. Even though they don't consume everything they dig up, all of it is removed from its natural position which causes a big nuisance oh, to everything no. else in the area that could be relying on the plants and vegetation. Their effects on other waterfowl and habitats are so negative that wildlife managers have a goal of diminishing the population of mute swans in order to protect them in the surrounding environment. Though they aren't under any protection act in the United States, they are, by law, protected property of the Queen of England. This is because the British Isles, Europe, and parts of Asia are where they are native to and were first domesticated around the 12th century. They have a long history of being a symbol of luxury status in many cultures, which is another big reason they are so protected and thought highly of. Switching back to the U.S., the population of mute swans has gradually increased over time, but has started to drop again. The sudden switch from increase to decrease is because of the efforts to stop them from reproducing. The swan population was estimated at fewer than 1,000 in 1950 and was then estimated around 9,700 in 2011. You might think that's a lot, but back in 2004, it was estimated around 14,000. Now we've covered their bullying basics, let's talk about their lifetime. The mute swan has a lifespan of about 15 to 20 years. It all starts out with an egg. They lay anywhere from 5 to 11 eggs, which then incubate for 36 days. Once they have hatched and started to grow, the young usually stay with the parents through their first winter, which is about 4 to 5 months. They don't usually fly solo after leaving their parents, though. These beautiful bullies somehow find a partner before the age of 2 and will then build their first nest for their own young within 3 to 4 years after leaving theirs. Now you might be thinking, I always see these swans most in Massachusetts during the summer and fall months. Do they migrate like other birds? Like geese? Do they fly together to somewhere warm? The answer to all of these is kind of no. These birds do not like to migrate more than they really have to. The reason we don't see them much at all during our frigid winters is because the northern swans do actually move south just a teeny bit. Just enough south so they don't get the super harsh winters but don't have to go very far either. Comparing us to the southern part of the states, the swans that already live down there during the other months of the year usually stay put and if even moving at all, it's usually just to another body of water because their summer spot froze over. When I do say migrate, I mean the smallest and most minimal amounts they have to move. These birds are super sedentary. Now, don't get your socks in a bunch when I tell you this next fact. I know I just got done cramming your brain with how sedentary they are, 
but native swans in the Eurasia area are complete opposites. The birds there migrate extreme distances during the winter in less than ideal conditions. It's almost like the protection of the queen gives them energy to actually be a bit nicer. So, you still think these birds are so majestic and peaceful? No? Good. Even if you said yes, I think this next bit might really get you. Aside from damaging waterfowl, aquatic vegetation, and select humans, they really give you a run for your money by carrying loads of diseases. Not only do they carry diseases, some of which are deadly, they spread them to everything. From crops to other animals to humans, it's a bit shocking where they can end up just because of one not-so-little swan. Some diseases they carry are swimmer's itch, salmonellosis, and E. coli. Not to mention parasites as well. The risk of a human garnering a direct infection from a swan's disease is fairly low, though, so don't worry much about anything being transmitted to you through the air like human virus would. As long as you stay a safe distance from them, you'll save your face and immune system. Though the likelihood of you contracting a disease from a swan or connection to a swan is very low, wildlife managers and groups still work hard to treat and prevent problems from actually arising and getting worse. The cost and maintenance associated with the disease problems ranges from testing waters for coliform bacteria, regularly cleaning up their feces from beaches and recreational areas, and losing revenue associated with those sites as a result of being closed from contamination, consulting health officials to evaluate statuses, and finally implementing lethal and non-lethal damage management methods. Yes, you heard that right. Lethal. One final interesting piece of information is there are reported incidents of swans disrupting airport operations and damaging aircrafts. This then decreases some public confidence in the safety of air travel. Again, the likelihood of a swan taking down your JetBlue flight is more than slim to none, so don't let a swan make you cancel your surprise visit to Aunt Betty for the holidays. In the end, these risks are all very small if you keep your distance from these birds and don't disturb wildlife. Admiring these seemingly beautiful birds from afar is quite alright. I hope you learned some bits and pieces about the lives of swans. Thank you for listening to the What Is Your Wild podcast, Swans Edition. See you next week.